Hello, friends. Welcome back to the show. You're listening to the Blair Wheeler Project podcast, and it's Masters Week. Today's podcast is all about Augusta. Doesn't matter if it's about the Augusta National Women's Amateur or golf outside of clubs you might know in Augusta, clubs you might not know. We talk about that, and it's with my friend Chris Philly. Chris is a North Augusta native. That's the South Carolina side of the river, and he caddied the Sage Valley. He is the owner, the founder, the host everything of the Gamecock based Spurs Up show. And we talk masters, we talk gambling picks. We got it all in this episode. This is a total, total overview of all things Augusta. And it's awesome. A couple quick ads. Let's get this podcast paid for and then straight into it with Chris. Happy Masters Week. Today's episode of the podcast is brought to you by Whoop. I'm sure you've heard me talking about Whoop. I love mine. I've been wearing it for like four months. If you haven't heard me talking about it, I guarantee you've heard Joe Rogan, Eric Anders Lang, Roy McElroy, Justin Thomas. The list goes on of people wearing it and loving it. Whoop is a 24-7 wearable device fitness tracker. You wear it on your arm. You wear it on your shoulder, on your uh, bicep um, all the time. It gives you insights to your body, what's working, what's not working, what your sleep's like, uh, your strain, your recovery, everything. Even if you're not into fitness, if you're not an athlete, if you're just an everyday person like me, it's amazing to figure out when you're peaking and how to function better as a human. To learn more, to buy one today, go to join.whoop.com backslash Blair. Today's episode of Golf and Stuff is brought to you by X Endurance. Now, I know what you're thinking. X Endurance doesn't sound like a very golfy name or it's not like a golf brand per se, but it's a supplement company. They're based out of Arizona. Arizona is a hotbed for golf. And I've been using the brand and the products for a, about a month now. And I've been completely blown away. You know, my daily energy levels are up. My uh, mental focus is up. I struggle with ADD myself. I'm not diagnosed with it, but I know I have it. I struggle with ADD, X endurance, their focus, their creatine, and their specifically their extreme endurance has made a drastic impact on me personally. You know, I used to use a pre-workout powder that I took right before I worked out. My face would start tingling and I know it was time to go, but then there would be a crash at two or three o'clock in the afternoon. With X endurance, there's none of that. It's sustained energy, It's clean energy. It's great stuff. It helps you function better. I use it before workouts. I use it before golf all the time. So if you're in the market for new supplements, check out X Endurance and you can shop X Endurance at shop.teamxnd.com backslash Blair Wheeler. All right, folks, welcome back. Happy Masters Week. Today's guest, Chris Philly on Instagram. Chris Phillips runs the Spurs Up show. If you're not a Gamecock fan, you're missing out. One of the best Gamecock podcasts out there. So, Chris, thanks for hopping on the show, man. I appreciate it, man. I'm not only just a Gamecock fan. I'm also, though, I'm glad to come on your show because I'm a big golf guy. Um, yeah. my, my dad played college golf. I played competitive golf until I was 15. I'm from, like, the golf mecca, basically, North Augusta, South Carolina, right hey, by Augusta, Georgia. So, you're I'm excited to us. come on. Yeah, right. I'm from Myrtle Beach, and you can say you're the golf mecca all you want, but hey, Myrtle Beach is. I mean, when you, when you got when you got the National and Sage and Augusta Country Club, and <laughs> I don't know, I, it, it feels like the golf mecca. For that, I, feels I like. hear you. I hear you. <laughs> um, but I wanted to have you on the show because, like you said, you're from North Augusta. You 
have a lot of experience in the golf world, but to start it off, you caddied at Sage Valley, right? Yeah. Yep. So yep, what, I did. Well, yes. we were just talking about it off air and this is the, one of the first times non masters weeks, you're not caddying. caddying. Yeah. So what, what, what was that experience like? Yeah. So it's interesting how it came about, man. So like I said, I played competitive golf till I was 15. So like I, I, I played on the varsity team, my freshman year, I wasn't a bad little player played, played on the, the varsity team my freshman year and uh, at North Augusta High School. And one of the things we got to do, you know, the golf coach had the hookups, whatever. And, and Sage Valley is like probably, I mean, 15 minutes from where I grew up. I mean, I, so I, I live off of exit one. That's how you get North Augusta. Yeah. Sage Valley's exit 11. So I mean, it's literally just 10 miles down the road. And so we got the opportunity to caddy there. I did it once, whatever. I was a freshman in high school, didn't really think much of it. And then as my baseball career, you know, I chose baseball over golf because it was one of those things where I loved golf, but I had a passion for baseball. And also, you know, man, golf is just so freaking hard. And yeah. I was a hothead when I was younger. And so that's not a good mix. You know what I mean? When you're trying to play golf and you let your emotions get to you. And it's one of those things where baseball, it's a lot easier to see progress than mm -hmm. in golf. Where like you might get better, but your scores aren't really getting that much. Better. And it just gets really frustrating. Either way, whatever. Chose baseball. And I ended up playing with this kid that uh, his dad was the caddy master at Sage Valley. Yeah. And so he, he had known that I'd played golf before and, and it was something where I was, when I was in college and I actually transferred from Newberry and transferred back home to Augusta state university. Cause I played college baseball at Newberry. And hey, once I got, and, uh, yo, you and um, Patrick Reed, your alumnus. Yeah. 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 I graced the hallways as well, but uh, I don't think he was there at the same time I was, but no, you, they, they were like still Rolex. Did you? no, <laughs> No, they were still nasty in golf, though, when I was there, for sure. Yeah. I'm pretty sure they still are. But so when I came back home, though, basically, he was just like, hey, you know, I started working a little bit because my baseball career, I hung up the cleats. And he was just like, hey, man, if you want to come out here and caddy, like you can make really, really good money. You know, it's all cash under the table. And of course, Sage is a beautiful place. And, you know, it's one of those things where like not everybody that caddies is a great golfer, of course. Not everybody that caddies even really knows the game of golf that well. Some people are just out there to get the money. But it's a huge plus and a bonus, right? If, if, if you know the game for sure. So I figured it was something like, Hey, I could be pretty good at it. And I went out there and, and tried it and did it. And, you know, was able to meet a ton of great people, you know, and like, I, like I said, I had perspective in the sense I was like, dude, I get to go to the golf course. Um, so I did that on and off part-time from dude. I mean, literally like 2012, maybe 2011, all the way to like, 2018 i mean i was doing it on and off and there were a couple years in there where i actually did it full time believe it or not and uh the thing that i love and hate about golf and i'm sure you probably feel the same way there are no days off in golf the sun comes up you're working you know you're at the golf course like I, i've talked to like you know pros about it and again caddies and just other people it's like you know it's a grind i mean when when, when the sun's up we're playing so yeah. um but it was a hell of an experience man i mean i met so many cool people and i caddied master's week you know, like I was telling you, a, a ton of years. I mean, again, the only two years that I really didn't, and I'm not this year, obviously, which I'm very thankful for because I get to actually watch the golf on TV. But 2016, I had moved to Charlotte and started in the corporate world and stuff like that. Decided, you know what? And I had the opportunity to go home and get the money because, I mean, you make great money during Masters Week. I was like, you know what? I'm going to just enjoy the golf, sit back, whatever. And then last year i mean when the pandemic hit you know because i was finally living in columbia and doing you know the spurs up show stuff full-time whatever yeah. so caddied a ton of masters week but i mean dude i got to meet so many good people from all over the world was in a group with uh with aaron boone who's the general manager of the yankees i was in a group with colin montgomery uh was you know i mean i, I met guys from germany and australia and I'm the sure. australians the australians are nuts by the way like they're oh, fun. absolutely they're so much fun 
Yeah. Uh, guys from Texas, they're incredible. Those dudes yeah. are, you know, because everybody's coming out there to have a great time. Everybody's in town for the week. They're, you know, drinks are flowing. You know, everybody's, you know, you've got your your morning groups who are getting out there before they head to Augusta. You got your afternoon groups who go to Augusta in the morning and then play in the afternoon. It's just, I mean, it's a blast. It, it's crazy. But, you know, I, I will tell you one year I did this and I, I swore I'd never do it again. I, uh, I did 36 holes five days in a row. And oh my God. when I tell you my, I mean, my feet were just, were just killing me, but uh, no, the life of a caddy, man, it's interesting. It's, and I mean, I got to caddy for Will Muschamp. I'm sure you probably remember seeing that. And yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it's, uh, I, I mean, I got to meet, you know, more, I got, I met people from golf illustrated. So, and, so I know. have a question about the Will Muschamp yeah. thing and I'm glad you brought it up. Is that before, was that before or after you went on Instagram. Free fire must chance. Free fire. That was, that was May of 2019. That was before I'd even moved to Columbia. And that was, that was pre UNC game. Put it that gotcha. way. So gotcha. I was still a pro must champ guy. I was, still, <laughs> I was still, you know, as pro must champ as you could be at that point. So, yeah. And, yeah. For, and for those people that don't know what I'm talking about, when I say, is that pre or post fire must champ? Uh, Chris was at a game the game the life of a gamecock fan right if you don't know <laughs> it's a roller coaster i've been a, a gamecock fan my entire life both my parents went there and uh i'm sorry if you can hear a baby screaming in the background i have eight month yeah, old dad twins. life dad life dad life so both my parents are gamecock uh alumnus and uh we've been saying wait till next year for me for 32 years for my mom I won't say the exact number, but her entire life, right? Yeah. It's always a wait till next year thing. Mm. Every time we think we got a good coach, we, we thought we had it with Lou Holtz and then he left and we thought we had it with Spurrier and then we had it for a little bit and then he left in kind of a dumpster fire and then Will Muschamp comes in and then yeah. anyways, you got it going and then we we lose to the Citadel. Yeah, lose the Citadel and then that, that year, the UNC thing, you know, not not to talk everybody's ear off that's tuning in because, again, a lot of people probably aren't Gamecock fans, but yeah. lose a game you should win to a freshman quarterback with a first-year head coach against a team that I think won like two or three games the year before. So, yeah. you just say think things were not very, uh, you know, not very positive in Gamecock land. And when you call for the head coach's head, it, things get kind of interesting on the business side of things. But back to the golf thing, though, man, I just want to say, like, Sage Valley was an awesome experience. There's a yeah. ton of guys out there I still know and – I still know the pro out there. And, and again, I, I, it was, I think honestly, one of the reasons I'm able to do what I do now with, you know, cause I really believe everything happens for a reason. I think one of the reasons I'm able to interview the people I'm able to interview and how we're able to sit here and I'm able to talk to you is from meeting those people. I mean, dude, I've met CEOs, pro athletes, you know, people of, of you know, high status where it's like, I got so comfortable just talking to people, just yeah. having conversation, just bullshitting with them. Yep. It's just like, it just kind of became second nature. It's like I don't, I don't get like the the starstruck feeling. You know what I mean? Yeah. There, there's so many, there's so many famous people that were out there. That, I mean, I was, I was standing next to Bryson DeChambeau. He was, he was literally it was the week before the Masters. He was out there practicing. It's just like no big deal. DeChambeau yeah. is just out there. I mean, I, I was also able to caddy in the Junior Invitational, which is like the biggest junior tournament in the world. Um, the top, I think it's the top. 54 or top 60 juniors in the entire world. I caddied for a kid the last couple, the last couple of times I did it. His name's William Mao. He plays for Pepperdine now and they are yeah. nasty. They are yeah, really, they are. really good. I think they just finished third at the, uh, the tournament down there at Augusta at, uh, at Forest Hills. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah, I mean, I've definitely got an extensive background in golf, man. And, you know, while I was doing that too, there was a, there was about a eight month stretch. I worked at Augusta country club, which if you're familiar with the Augusta national and kind of golf around that area, you'll know that the Augusta Country Club actually borders 
Augusta National. Yeah, so fun. I'm yep. sure you knew this, but I was going to say fun story is that Augusta Augusta Country Club was there first. So when the National built 12 and 13 tee box, they bought that land from Augusta Country Club. Really? Yes. Yes. So they, they bought that land to build those holes. And then when Augusta just did their, I guess, what, refurbishment of 13 tee box or whatever the heck they did yeah, they or whatever. just extended it, to be honest. They, yeah, water. yeah. They tore out number nine. That, so that was number nine right here for Augusta Country Club, and then you had the 13 team. So they tore that out. Augusta National paid to have it all rebuilt, plus gave them like $20 million. I mean, you know, from the national, money's not anything. So, yeah. no, Augusta Country Club, that's one hell of a track, too. If you, if you never played there, hopefully you can meet a member or something. Get up. I mean, I got to play it, and it was, uh, it was great. But, uh, yeah, I mean, dude, growing up in the area, it's, it's, it's awesome. I mean, there's no week like Masters Week. I joke with people that uh, – you know, and if you're tuning in and you're in Augusta right now, you know, I, I tell people that Augusta is the coolest city in the world for a week out of the year. And the rest of the time, it's, uh, you know, Sucks. it's kind of a shithole, to be honest. Yeah. But no, it, yep. it's it's a great week, man. It's so awesome. And, you know, I've got to go to the Masters. Obviously, I, I, I still have fond memories of going to like practice rounds with my dad. And I got to go on Sunday in 90, 99, watch Jose Maria Olathebel win. I went uh, 2008 Sunday and watched Trevor, Trevor Immelman win. My dad was there in 2005 when Tiger chipped in on 16. My, you know, me, I probably one of my favorite Masters memories. Me and my dad watching together in 2004 when Phil won. And we were huge Phil guys, and That's my dad awesome. was like literally shedding a tear because he was so happy Phil finally broke through. So yeah. it's awesome, man. It, it's really cool, especially for the people in that local area. It's it's a really cool week and it means a lot. But yeah. it's like golf is kind of part of the fiber of that area. It's it's, yeah. it's neat. Yeah, yeah, it is for sure. It is for sure. I it's a part of the fiber of like the whole state of South Carolina really and Georgia. Yeah, right. Like, yeah. Cause Augusta, if you aren't familiar with like South Carolina and Georgia geography, Augusta is on the border. Like yeah. to get to the, literally South the Carolina, Savannah river separates Augusta and, and you know, North Augusta or Georgia yeah. and South Carolina. Yeah. There's like, there's like maybe five miles from Augusta right. national to the South Carolina side yeah. of, the, of the state border. Yeah. Um, and I've tried for 26 years to get tickets. I'm 0 for 26. Maybe next you year. You with the connections. Come on. You can't have a golf podcast and not have connections. Again. Well, no, maybe next this year. year. I got, I, I got, I was going to say this year I could see it could be very tough. It's very, nah, legit, I, got, so. I got something we're working on for next year. So next year, go. I feel positive. About get your, that. get your PXG buddies to, <laughs> to throw calling you some it, tickets. Calling in a favor to Gary Player. Um, yes. But yes. Let's, let's keep it moving. I wanted to talk about the Augusta National Women's Amateur mm. specifically because of the lady Gamecocks that showed up and play. And I'm going to butcher their names because it's <laughs> a French girl and a girl from Spain who, yeah. and, I, and I had no idea that the lady Gamecocks, the women's golf team was so highly ranked. Right. And you said it all yeah. fair. Number one You're, in the country. Yeah. Number one in the country. Yeah. So yeah. that was huge. And doing work. Um, I'm, I'm going to try this in a French accent. Uh, Bouchard or Boucher. Perhaps? Yeah, I, think I, I think it's Bouchard. I was going to say, I'm going to butcher the names too. So I, yeah. I don't know. Like, I'll let you go first. But I yeah, mean, I'll, I'll go first. It's my podcast. And I'm sorry, Pauline, <laughs> if if I butcher your name. But Pauline Bouchard finished tied for third. And then mm. Anna Pelez? Pelez? Yeah. I don't know. I, had a, I'm a, I have a Spanish minor from Coastal Carolina University. So take that as it's as yeah. worth. Yeah. Uh, but Anna tied for 13th, I believe, if I'm, I'm looking at this right. Yeah, I was going to say yeah. Bouchard, too, is a sophomore. 12. She and was solo I, we were talking, 12. Yeah, she was still at 12th. Bouchard's a sophomore, though, and we were talking off air. She set a record 
with seven birdies in the final round. So she had seven birdies, had five bogeys. So she finished with a two under 70 That's for the crazy. round. So and you know, I love that, man. At Augusta, you got to be aggressive. I like that. I like it, that. It's crazy to think that, like, all these girls are between the ages of Paris Holinsky, Ryan, mm-hmm. Ryan Holinsky, former Gamecock uh, quarterback's cousin, was out there playing. I've had her on the podcast. She's 16, right? And she missed the cut, didn't play the weekend. Mm-hmm. But she still shot in the 70s at mm-hmm. Champions Retreat, which is right there in Augusta as well, uh, or North, North Augusta. And then these girls on the weekend were shooting like 73, 72 at Augusta National from the members tees. Like, that's no joke. Yeah, I was no, impressed that's, by that's, the whole, whole crowd. Yeah, that's that. I mean, that's really playing, man. And like, like you said, we mentioned, I mean, what the Gamecocks women's program has done and really – as a whole, man, women's sports at South Carolina, you know, is really carrying the torch right now, I feel like, with Jeez. basketball and then and then golf and everything. But, uh, no, yeah, it, it's really cool to think about, man. I think it's so awesome that they, you know, Augusta National made that decision to have this event, give these young women the opportunity to to display their skills. Because, again, I, I mean, I, you know, it's funny, again, working at Sage Valley and caddying out there, you know, I, I've had – I think there was actually one time I caddied in a group, like a college golf team, female college golf team. Like, those girls can play, dude. Yeah. It's, not like a joke they can really really play i mean obviously you know they can't hit it as far or whatever but like they can play so um to see them do what they did and represent south Carolina the way they did and again i, I can only imagine you know it's it's people's dreams to play out at augusta national and just hear them talk about you know three five twelve fifteen sixteen you know just just recapping everything like i said that's something they'll definitely remember forever but uh no it, it's awesome to see man for sure I, like i said i'm really glad that national's putting on the event i I'd have to imagine it's been a huge success for them. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know what their metrics are for success, but if you want to talk about like every man, every guy in my neighborhood, everybody that I talk to, everybody that's in my circle, we don't watch LPGA tour golf. Yeah. We don't watch women's golf. Sorry for the ladies out there. Yeah. I just, I, I don't watch that. Uh, yeah. But we, I tuned in and I watched the Augusta yeah. national women's amateur. I, I, it was so intriguing to see because, you know, they're hitting from spots. And the, the reason why I enjoyed watching this tournament, and I will probably tune in some more LPGA Tour events, is because they're hitting roughly the same clubs I would be. <clears throat> so instead right. of going out there and watching Bryson or Dustin or even Jordan Spieth, who's a relatively shorter hitter, hit from like 30 yards back from the back tees, and then they have a nine iron in or an eight iron in or whatever it is, um, these girls didn't have that. And they're going to be hitting the same yardages, roughly like 260 driver. And they have a seven iron from 150 or something. I don't know. But it was cool to see it, the way they approached the course and the spots they're ending up in that were a little different than the men. Yeah. And you, you think to just specifically the national and how much different it play for them. You know, I think of, you know, I mean, really every single hole, but I, I think like two is going to play so much different. Three is going to play completely different. I mean, most of these PGA tour guys are driving the green. Yeah. Or, or they're, they're chipping on the next shot. I mean, you know, four is already a monster. Five, five is such an underrated hole that dog leg left up the hill. That's such a tough golf hole. Um, you know, eight and nine, even that pair of par fours. And then, you know, you think of the back nine, amen corner, the way it plays 17, I mean, 18, the way it plays. So no, it is interesting. You're right. It, it's cool. It's like almost a different game. And like you said, you can almost relate more to it because let's face it. Most of us aren't hitting our driver, 325, 330, 340, whatever, like, not you me. Know, no, mo- most of us are. And I mean, I'll be honest, like if I, if I catch it, I can smoke it 300, but yeah, it's, same. uh, 
most of us are like realistically averaging like 260 270 so it's like it's cool to watch them and be like you can you almost relate to it a little bit more in regards to the way they're playing the golf course and strategizing so it it is neat to watch it in that regard yeah it definitely is it definitely is so i I was excited to watch that and we'll continue to watch that in the future and, and look forward to see what the uh what augusta national has next but main event let's move on to the masters what's your thoughts this year i mean we're back in spring we're back in april we had the november masters which was weird yeah it was still cool it was great to watch glad dustin won because he's a relatively local dude um coastal guy coastal guy coastal man yeah uh native of columbia yeah bring i'm glad you brought him up have you heard the story about how he chose coastal I haven't. I, I'd like. I feel like I've heard things, but I don't think I've heard the actual story. I don't. I don't know. I don't think so. I, I don't know if it's true. I don't know if the story is true, but I'm making a habit out of saying stories I hear at this point. Um, so the story was he was getting recruited by a few different schools. Carolina was one of them, um, and then he went on a family vacation to Myrtle Beach, and in true Dustin fashion, they drove by Conway coming down seven or coming down 501 going into Myrtle beach. And he, they drove by coastal. He goes, man, I didn't know there was a school here. And they drove in off the road and he walked into the, to the head coach's office and he goes, I want to play golf in Myrtle beach. I want to go, I want to come to school down here and go to school at the beach. And then he did. (laughs) Now I definitely haven't heard that story. That's I, since we're on the topic, though, of DJ stories before we get master stuff, I love it really quick. My, my, uh, my best friend, he goes to Harbor Town every year, which that you know, you talk about the states of Georgia and South Carolina and, and then being the golf meccas. The reason is because there's so many great courses, and Harbor Town oh, yeah. is definitely one of them. That's an awesome event. I know the players love it, kind of like that, that decompressor, that stress free week after a crazy stress week in Augusta. But uh, somebody goes every year, they've got like a hookup with some cocoa cola guy like they, they get like these vip tickets or whatever he met dustin johnson a couple of years ago and i guess he was just kind of like the bystander or whatever while dj was talking to these people and dj saying like basically recollecting how he used to just go out and get shit faced on the boat yeah. and then go play the next day in the round and he's like yeah i can't really do that anymore like but dj used to be an animal i mean there's just no other way to put it he used to be well, an animal he has the court and this is another story dj story it may or may not be true <laughs> Um, he has a course record up here. I live in Wilmington, North Carolina, right? Right. They played a college tournament out there and he has the course record. He shot a 61 on a Pete Dye course, par 72, like mm. sick. And his seven irons hanging up in the clubhouse. And the story goes is he went out for his practice round, played pretty well, and then disappeared. It, nobody could find him, right? He rolls in the next day in a cab in the same clothes, covered in glitter, and hammered five minutes before his tea time and goes out and shoots the course record. Like, don't know if that's true, but that's the story the members have told me. Oh, man. Sounds pretty on brand, though. Sounds pretty on brand. Sounds definitely on brand for DJ. So, reigning champ, how do you think DJ is going to fare this year? Is he going to be able to retain the jacket, or uh, we're going to see somebody else wearing it? I think, you know, if I had to bet, I would say somebody else would be wearing it. But, I, I, you know, back to just the whole the Masters getting back to its normal week. It's great to see. Like you said, it was weird last year. With I mean, thank God we even had a Masters. You know what I mean? I, I remember 
sitting basically at, at this point or a few weeks prior last year and when they announced they were going to postpone the Masters and just how, you know, obviously devastated we all were at that point, you know what I mean? Because the Masters is the unofficial start of spring. Basically, this is when, like, okay, now sports are back. Everything is back now with yeah. Masters Week. And, you know, it's funny, like, I didn't, you know, when I used to really, really watch golf, like, religiously, it was like golf season doesn't really start till the Masters gets going. Like, that. that's when you really start getting into golf season. But, um, I mean, I'm definitely looking forward to it, man. It's just, you know, it goes without saying how great of an event it is. Obviously, DJ, the reigning champion. And, you know, he's actually the favorite. Him and DeChambeau, the favorite right now at 10 to 1 odds. I was looking at the odds before we came on. And I think there's some really intriguing guys in regards to value and you can grab them at. And I mean, I'd, I'd expect DJ to play well. It, it kind of feels like at this point, you know, he, there's a couple of guys on tour that I, I don't know. And I don't follow golf as closely as you do anymore. But like, there's just some guys I'm like, even if he doesn't win, I expect him to probably finish like top 15. I mean, yeah. I think he's just going to play well. You know what I mean? And I, I was happy to see DJ break through on that course too. But, you know, how does Brooks Kepka respond from what he had the knee surgery, right? And he's obviously playing this week, or said he was. I know he was practicing yesterday, but he had the surgeries come back from injury. How does he respond? Dude, Jordan Speeth is so intriguing to me. Brooks had knee surgery like two weeks ago. Yeah, I'm shocked he's playing. But, I me mean, too. It's, the, it's the Masters. It's me the too. Ma he Kepka, Kepka's going to win one before it's all said and done. Bro. Oh, There's for sure. no question. For sure. Um, I'd love to see, man, and I know I think everybody would, I'd love to see, which it's wild. He's 11 to one odds. I know he just won, but Jordan Spieth, man, what a, what a, what redemption it'd be for him to find a way to get the jacket back on. I think so, Justin Thomas is going to win one eventually. Like there's a bunch of good guys in the field. So, yeah. So I'm pulling up this text. I was texting my friend who's been, he's been on a heater as far as golf betting goes since like the waste management open in whatever, mid February, early February, He's one, he has like an 80% win rate right mm. now. So on February 16th, I sent him a text and I said, I want you to put a hundred dollars on Jordan, Jordan Spieth to win the masters. February 16th. I said, I want you to put a hundred dollars on Jordan Spieth to win the masters. He didn't do it. Now he's 11 to one at the time he was 250 to one. Mm. Wow. 250 to one. And I was like, put a hundred dollars on Jordan Spieth win the masters. I'm not saying I'm predicting the future, but I am saying I, I, I called it in February, Jordan Spieth winning the masters. I, that's my pick for the week. I think Jordan's going to win. He's one of the only few needle movers in the game of golf, right? right. Yeah. It's tiger. <clears throat> Absolutely. It's Rory. And it's Jordan. Like there's, there's three of them. Yeah. Everybody else, like Brooks can win. It's cool. DJ can win. It's cool. Justin, I love Justin Thomas. He can yeah. win. It's cool. But it's not, it, it doesn't get people excited about golf. And for whatever reason, Jordan has that aura about him. So I'm calling yeah. Jordan Spieth. Well, and I think people love, you know, as Americans, we love to see a rise to glory. But you know what else we love to see? We love to see someone plummet. We love yeah. Admit it or not, people love to see, you know, someone crumble and come back down. It happened with Tiger, but they also love a good comeback story. So yeah. it's like, it's crazy how that works. I, but again, I'm, I'm just looking at these betting lines, dude. Like, I look at guys like, you talk about just value. Tony Finau, 35 to 1. Hideki Matsuyama, 40 to 1. Hey, Bubba Watson, 85 to 1. Why not? Yeah. Um, maybe, uh, you know, who I, a guy that I, I look at 
and someone that, again, I, I met through the junior invitational, Scotty Scheffler, 40 to one. That's a good oh, player. Yeah. He's so been really playing good well, player. too. He's been playing yeah, really well. He's been playing well. So, and I remember watching him at Sage Valley. He just tore that golf course up. So, you know, it's, 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 it's all about, man, I me mean, and my dad always talk about it every single year, bro. I mean, listen, these guys can all strike the golf ball beautifully. They can all hit their driver. They can all hit their irons. Who makes the most putts? That's just yeah. what it comes down to, bro. Who makes the most putts under pressure? That That's bottom line. That's what it comes down to. The guy that putts the best is most likely going to win. So, um, you know, like you said, speaking of speed, I mean, when he's on, it, there's not many that are better putters in the game than, than Jordan Speed is. No. And it's why Tiger won so much in the late 90s and early yeah. 2000s, right? He was lasered in. He did not miss. A gimme yeah. for him was like 10 feet, right? Like yeah. didn't miss under 10 feet. And Jordan was the same way for a while. And yeah. if he can get that confidence about him, I've always been told that Geller, his caddy, is is basically just trying to keep him calm the entire round of golf and trying to, <laughs> and he's basically a therapist for yeah. 18 holes. Like he's not managing Jordan's game. He's not telling him what to hit. He's just a therapist. Yeah. And if he can keep his head on his shoulders and stay calm and stay confident about what he needs to do, Jordan Spieth is like hard to beat. Yeah. To Spieth and to everybody else, all I ask, if you're in the lead and on Sunday, I don't know why guys try to do this. Again, me and my dad talk about this every year. Why anyone would hit a cut into 12. Just hit a draw and be long, long back left and make your three or four and get out of there. Yeah. Because these guys try to get cute and they hit this cut and that hole is literally going this way away from you. Yeah. So the farther right you go, the farther you have to hit it. I don't know why. I don't know. I mean, I'm not smarter than a PGA Tour pro, but I'm just like. Pro, you might be. Just, just go long left. If you go long, it's fine. Just get your three or four and get out of there. Because if you don't, you might be like Jordan and get a 12. I mean, yeah. you know what I'm saying? So, I don't know. I, I'm sure if he's in the lead on Sunday, that's going to be one. It's like, okay, we got to get this hole. This hole, we got to figure this one out. This is the one right here. Yeah. All the pressures on this hole. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, if, sure. if there's one guarantee, man, for this week is the dramatics on Sunday. And I, I, I just can't wait to watch it. There's just nothing like the back nine on Sunday at the Masters. Nothing. Yeah. And the fact that there'll be, there'll be fans there this year. There'll be, there'll be some yeah. patrons. Thank so, God. Thank God. That'd be huge. That'd be huge. And I'm excited to see it. So, I mean, feet to the fire, who's your pick to win the 2021 Masters? I think I'm going to go JT. I, I Ooh, think get his first yeah, major. I think, or, yeah, I'm, yeah. Is that his first major? I think it is. I think it would be, yeah. But yeah. He, he's he's so due, man. I think Justin Thomas is just way too good of a player to, you know, at, at some point he's going to break through and get it. And, you know, I, I know Spieth just won. And I'm a Spieth guy, too. Like, I really yeah. do like Spieth. I'd love to see Spieth win and – you know, I don't really think there are many guys on tour that I, like, dislike. I know everybody hates Patrick Reed, which, whatever, I, I don't really care. I think he's fun to watch. Um, you didn't you know, it's cross paths while you were there? No, 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 not at all, not at all. I, I'll tell you, man, you know who I used to hate growing up was Tiger. I hated really? Tiger. Me and my dad, we hated – it's because, well, like, he was, guys. like, the villain. He, all, he We were Phil – exactly, we were Phil yeah. guys. But once Tiger went away and all that stuff happened – I slowly started to realize, like, dude, golf is just not the same without him. Like, we need him. Golf needs Tiger Woods. And it's a shame he can't play in this event, obviously, in, 
and prayers up to Tiger dealing with the injuries and stuff like that. But I don't know, man. I like Thomas. I, I do. I know he's one of the favorites and whatever. I think John Rahm, too, could, could really make a push if he can just keep yeah. his emotions together. Yeah. that's Dude, I remember watching him play at Southern Cal, by the way, and mm-hmm. I was like, how is this dude going to make it on the PGA Tour? Like, this is the – he has that traditional Spaniard, like, hothead. He's just like Sergio. With that, he's just like Sergio in that regard. But yeah, I don't know. I like Thomas. I, I do. I like Thomas's game a lot, and I think it plays well to that course. And again, it's just all about getting hot with the putter, man. Whoever gets hot with that putter and can, like you said, make the most pressure-packed putts will be the guy that takes on the jacket. So, yeah. So I asked, um, I asked my Instagram people, my community on Instagram, who they think's gonna win. Mm. Let's let's see, let's see what let's see what kind of comments I get on this one, and. John Rom, first one I see. John Rom, Justin Thomas, DJ. Dude, there's a lot of Rom comments. If I had to, if I had to pick a guy, let's let's be a little more fun. If I had to pick a guy that was just like totally under the radar, nobody's talking about going in this week, bro. Why is Gary Woodland one sixty to one? That's a great question. Well, he won I mean, the U.S. Open like three years ago. That's what I'm saying. I mean, I'm just saying if you have to throw one out there, that's just like, you know. Nobody's talking about. I mean, I think Gary Woodland would be a good pick. Yeah, maybe Ooh, maybe this- Phil. Maybe Phil becomes the oldest to ever win it. Does he? Ha- does he have one more run left? <laughs> not on the PGA Tour. Does, Champion does Tour. Skinny, does Skinny Phil have a run left in him? <laughs> not on the PGA Tour. Sorry, I like Phil, but not on the PGA. No, Tour. I know. I agree with you. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, dude. Rom. Rom's a big one on these comments. Yeah. Yeah. Andrew I mean, Shoffley. But- he's one of those players i think like you said man it's kind of like he's one of those needle movers you know yeah i think he's just he has the personality like people like people with a personality that they can kind of relate to and you know that's why i like a guy like reed is so love or hate because he's you know you're gravitated towards him and you feel some type of way about it he's not a boring player which i think golf needs more of but yep um now rom's a good player man I, i could definitely see it happen again it's just all about getting hot with the putter and keeping your emotions in check. Like it's hard to believe Sergio won one, but you know, yeah. Right. (laughs) I know a lot of people hate Sergio too. So I mean, it is what it is. Well, golf needs that villain, you know, golf needs that storyline because it's, it's, it's an individual sport, right? You don't have the, the team to pull for. You don't have the, the storylines you do about, you don't like this coach. You don't, whatever. You don't have the rivalries that you do like South Carolina Clemson. We have a huge rivalry in football and it translates into every other sport, Auburn, Auburn and Alabama. Like everybody has those rivalries, Ohio state, Michigan. We don't have those in golf because players come and go. Right. right? And for so long, it was tiger and Phil, or it was, it was Greg Norman and like Seve or whoever. Right. Um, we we don't have that right now unless it's everybody versus Patrick Reed. Like, sorry. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. No, you make a good point. Everybody versus Patrick Reed for sure. But, I, we, I, it's but like, golf it, needs that storyline. Golf needs that villain. They need it, yeah. Golf for, pe- for people to get those excited about it. It needs the personality. Yeah, because I mean, it's I don't know. You you look at like a guy like Spieth and Thomas and even DJ. They kind of feel just like the regular country club kids. Like it's not really like. They're just kind of whatever. I'm just out here to play golf and whatever. I, that's why I will say I appreciated Brooks so much when he was just winning every major and when he came out and was just like, yeah, I don't even play the normal events. I just – he's like, I don't think winning a major is that hard. Like, I loved it, but I also yeah. was like, Brooks, shut up, dude. The golf gods are going to nip you so fast. I mean, you know, man, the golf gods are real. Like, no, there's yeah. two types of people in the game. Those who are humbled and those who are about to be. I'm like, Brooks, 
shut up. Oh, yeah. But you loved it at the same time. But it's like golf is just – it's almost like it's it's too hard of a game to be cocky. That's why yeah. it's so crazy what Tiger did. Because it, it's just too hard to be that cocky. Yeah. You know, because it'll get you. So Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy, man. But so you got – yeah, I got Thomas. I got, got Thomas. JT. I got JT. I got Jordan Spieth. It's gonna be an awesome. Dude, week. those two, those two guys could be paired together in Sunday. I mean, honestly, that that I think that would be awesome. But I, I think we could definitely see that. Those two guys are damn good players. So yeah, I'd love. To, I mean, it's gonna be such a great week. I'm I'm so excited. Yeah. This is one of my. It's it's the only time I'm excited for a Monday. Right? Like <laughs> yeah. I'm excited. Like there's something to talk about on a Monday that's not just fabricated or like, like yeah politics or something. Um, yeah, for there's sure. sports to talk about on a Monday, which is great. There's gonna be fans there. Um, only thing that would make it better if I could get some tickets and go, but maybe next year it, it'll, it'll happen when it's meant to happen. My guy, when you go, it, I mean, dude, it's, I'm going to open mean, it's, up, a, I'm going to open up a brand new credit card and just go <laughs> ham bone in, in the, uh, the merch. Yeah, dude, I, I could tell you stories of people I know in that area that rent out their house and my, my, my best friend's dad, he gets tickets every year. And I mean, he's, Bro, he's he sold them for like four thousand a piece. I mean, wow. I mean, it's you know, but I don't. I, don't I mean, it's it. it's yeah. I mean, it's it's one hell of a week, man, and it's a one hell of an experience. And I mean, it's, it's it's the most gorgeous place you'll ever see. I mean, bottom line. I mean, that's, and I, I've seen some other pretty awesome courses. I've been up to Shinnecock and that that part of the country and everything. And you know, I haven't seen a ton of courses, but yeah, the, the national is just one of those that you just have to. My my one funniest story, by the way, about Augusta National. I've actually hit a golf ball onto Augusta National. And I say onto, not at, because when I was working at Augusta Country Club, we were in nine fairway and it was the fall, right? So all the leaves had fallen. You could clearly see 13 fairway. I mean, just yeah. clear as day. And I was like, I'm going to take my three wood and just blast one into Augusta National. And sure enough, piped it and I saw it land in the fairway. And I was like, I can officially say I've hit a golf ball onto, uh, onto know, Augusta. And, and, and I've hit a ball into Rays Creek because eight, the par five down the hill, race creek runs in front of the green and it circles around and runs into 12 so you know i was like hey this is it's not quite you know but I, it's still a cool story it's close so. it's probably closer <laughs> than uh 99.99 percent yeah we're gonna get so exactly you're, you're exactly. a small percentage of people so exactly but anyways hey dude thank you for coming on thank you for uh sharing some of your stories and if you don't listen to the spurs up show probably should you probably should. So, Chris, where can people find you, follow you, listen? Where can they uh, hear hear what you got going on? Yeah, so anywhere you listen to podcasts, you can find the Spurs Up Show. I mean, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, uh, whatever other platforms. Like I said, it's everywhere. And then, of course, we're on social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Okay, we're on TikTok. We're on a little bit of everything, but at the Spurs Up Show. And then I, I'm on there personally, at Philly 19 But at the Spurs Up Show is where you can find all that. So, Basically anywhere and, every, and we're also the SpursUpShow.com. Got a website as well. So um, nice. many places to find us. And like I said, I appreciate you, Blair, having me on. And not just talking Gamecocks, but talking golf as well, because I don't really get the opportunity to talk golf with people. And it's uh, it's fun because I definitely love, love it. I definitely love it. Like I said, just being from the area and growing up playing and stuff like that. And it's uh, it's been fun to follow your content. And the, you're, you're probably the most golf – the most golf stuff I get on my feed comes from you. So I appreciate that. Yeah, man. You're welcome. I'll keep it coming. <laughs> For sure. Keep it coming. All right, dude. Well, thank you for the time. Absolutely. I can't believe you're still here if you're listening to this. 
But if you are, thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to this episode and all others. I appreciate you. I appreciate you listening. If you don't already, please follow me on Instagram and all other platforms at Blair Wheeler. It's probably the easiest way you can get in touch with me. And if you want to hear anything, if you want to hear any guests in particular, shoot me a DM. I'm always open. I respond to most of them. But uh, yeah, I appreciate you guys. And thank you for listening.